The Bunker Project is brought to you by Okanagan Springs, Brewmaster Black, the best black beer this side of Mars. <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to go with a more universal thing, but here we go. This is podcast episode number 149. Yes. Welcome back to another episode of The Bunker Show. Episode 149 is just one episode away from the episode 150 party. Yeah, geez, it feels like we just did the 100th party. I'm still recovering. That was a year ago. <laughs> feels like last week, man. All right. All right, so we're doing a summer edition here because we're lazy, lazy SOBs. It's just too hot here in BC, and uh, you know we, we're just not used to this fantastic weather, so it's just messing us up, messing us up big time. So we decided to take a break from going to the uh, Barclay Hotel and load all the gear up, set up the tables, and uh, so we decided to do this one via Google Plus Hangout. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, classic actuary coming on 7.46 we started, so it took us about 35 minutes to set it up, so it's about the same, same anyways, as a yeah. live show, so so much for that theory. Um, I do have some lovely, oh, well, Andrew had a great idea today, we were going to go around uh, the round table and just say what we were planning on drinking on the show. I, uh, I'll start off, I've got some Bobby red wine, I have a bottle, so this won't be staying empty for too long. Bonnie, what do you have planned to drink, just water, some juice, yeah, water. cocktail? Water. Right. Did you put a freshly squeezed lemon in there or lime? No, I didn't do that. Mm. Ah. Just think how outrageous I'd be if it was alcohol. Wow. I know. I'd yeah. be impressed. I'd be damn <laughs> no, impressed. We, we know how outrageous you are, buddy. <laughs> I know, and I, and I don't drink alcohol, so yeah, I think it would be uh, just too much for people. Yeah. Hey, Paul, what are you, um, what are you drinking? Well, I'm drinking some Coors Light tonight. You know, I'm on this big health kick, and I'm down 25 pounds. So, drinking the light wow. beer. So, so you're, you're you're on a health kick from your usual beer, which is Bud Light. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm still drinking the light beer. Is my point. Ah, uh, yeah. Hey, you got to stay light, light, slim, and trim. Now, if you've ever met the Paul the Rock God, he is one of the skinniest guys in the world. I'm amazing. Well, oh, okay. I'm sarcastic. So. Myself, I haven't, uh, I haven't had one of those beers in a long time, like the Coors Light, Bud Light, Budweiser, Kokanee, yeah. stuff like that. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm more into, guy, I'm more into the dark so. beer. But tonight, I'm not doing a dark beer. I'm oh, doing oh. a IPA, and uh, I've been getting into the IPAs lately. Uh, this is probably the first episode of the Bunker Show since they ran out of black beer that that I'm not actually drinking a black beer. But uh, this one is. Um, Oh, looks nice. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it says IPA on it. Yeah, it's it's uh, called Lagunitas. Le, uh, they even say how to pronounce it. It says Lagunitas, Lagunitas, oh. and it's an India Pale Ale from uh, California, from Petaluma, California, same place oh, where uh, wow. where they record Twit. Yeah, and um, it's one of the best IPAs I've had. Uh, really, it's not I find too it, hoppy. They're, they're a little on the bitter side. Yeah, well, all IPAs so. are, yeah, for sure. But um, it's not too, too hoppy. It's it's actually kind of really balanced, and it's it's good. It's not doesn't go so far as to taste like grapefruit juice when you drink it, but it's um it's really good. 
that's funny. But it's got that kick, that that really st uh, good IPA kick to it. Well, okay. I, I like it as a, as a summer beer because it does have that crispness to it. I must admit, I, dr drinking a Guinness in the middle of the summer on the beach when you're hot doesn't really cut it. So definitely go for something else. Yeah, a little bit lighter, a little bit uh, crisper and, and uh, cleaner, mm. fresher. Um, okay, so what are we going to talk about uh, this week, Andrew? Some techie stuff, I'm sure. Yeah, well, um, there was something interesting I saw. So I heard some people talking about it at work. And um, basically, the idea is who is accountable or liable for for apps on uh, the App Store or the or the Play Store or the BlackBerry App World? Or, Would be the owners? Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I thought. Like, if somebody develops an app that is defamatory or... Um, violates a trademark or anything like that. Or crashes your computer. Yeah, you'd think the developer would be the one that's responsible. Absolutely. That's but what I would think. in this case... Uh, well, it depends what, where he is. You can't sue him or what, how can you get a hold of somebody if they're from Russia or something? Well, in this case, somebody created a, a um, <clears throat> an app and, and it's actually on the um, uh, HP... Uh, um, platform the you know former palm uh, hp bought palm and uh, then they changed into web os and on the web os app store which is basically a defunct platform now um they uh this developer created this app and it's called chubby checker <laughs> and uh chubby checker is is now suing hp over this app saying that oh. it is um it is a bad use a vulgar use of his brand a guy called Chubby Checker is getting upset about it. Yeah, and what the app does is it um, it actually uh, uses an algorithm. You put in your foot size, and it it uh, spits out your uh, your penis size. Really? Oh, look Ooh. at that! It looks like Margaret has joined us. Margie, baby, you got your techie stuff figured out? I guess not. So we can't hear Margaret right now, but she will figure that out. She struggles with her chords and stuff. I was going to say, what about this scenario? What happens if you are a, car, a, 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 a tire manufacturer? You manufacture a tire that's sold at, let's say, uh, a Canadian Tire. I buy the tire. It blows out and uh, wrecks my car. Do I sue Canadian Tire? Or do I sue the, the people that made the tire? Well, normally you'd think that you'd sue the people that make the tire. In this case... Uh, the judge um, originally the the HP's lawyers kind of said just left you, you, you know set it off and said no you got to sue the, de the developer, but the judge ruled that uh, the that HP did know about the app because they have a vetting process to get apps approved so that they so that uh, Chubby Checker was able to move forward with the inter with the uh, trademark infringement claims against HP uh, and and Palm, so. Yeah. Right. You know what? It sounds like a judge that doesn't know what he's talking about. It's classic. That's the problem with a lot of this new high-tech stuff is uh, if it goes to the courts, the guy that's sitting there making decisions doesn't know. I mean, he's just, uh, you know, judges, they're a bunch of conservative guys, and I don't think look at them as, as super high-tech people. I'm sure there are some switched-on judges, but there's a lot of guys out there that are, you know, when, when, where's where's the twenty year old judges? Where's the thirty year old judges? They're not there. They're fifty, sixty years old. Yeah. Well, Chubby Chubby Checker. He's uh, his real name is actually um, what is it here? Ernest Evans, uh, and he's professionally known as Chubby Checker, and he's best known for his um, "Do the Twist." 
yeah. uh, song uh, that was number one in um, 1960. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you know that's a kind. Of, it's you have to admit it's a kind. Of, it's a clever name for a penis uh, uh, measuring app. Chubby checker. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. What about you know um, something to do with wood? Yeah, they could have done that. That might have been. Um, yeah. That might have been a, a better move. The 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 wood measurer or whatever. All right. Uh, let's ask and to see if uh, Margaret, have you figured out the tech stuff, or are you just listening in? Looks like she's just listening in. So we're just going to have her as a pretty portrait. Um, she's trying. She says in the in the. Um, oh, she's trying in the notes. Okay, the I'm, notes just to let Bonnie know, I'm muting her while she's typing. Um, okay, I'm done because Margaret's in. So go ahead. All right. Oh, my work here is done. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, okay. Hey, well, you, so can you hear me? Can you hear me now? We certainly, we certainly can. can. Illustrious voices. It's it's amazing what happens when you hit the unmute button. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't mute it in the first place, so. Yeah. It was actually. I think when you join, it automatically mutes to stop people making a bunch of noise in a hangout. Uh, which is kind of a weird function, but yeah, that's that's anybody that's listening gets into Hangouts, you will definitely automatically get muted if you join a pre-existing Hangout. Um, what was I what was I going to talk about? There was something the judges penis measuring. No, How about the no, Google outage? Penis measuring. Uh, yeah, just no. It was Amazon, and they lost fifty million dollars because they were down for forty minutes. That one. Hey, I saw an interesting thing uh, today in my um, Feedly feed. Uh, Yahoo, for the first month month ever, Yahoo beat out Google for the most traffic site on the internet. Are you serious? Which one did? Yahoo. I find that hard to believe. What? I found that hard to believe too because you never hear somebody. Yeah, let, let me just Yahoo that, and I'll get. No, back they to don't it. Yahoo it. But I think what they're doing is they're counting because uh, Yahoo's ha- Yahoo has all sorts of um, modular things that people use on a daily basis, like the weather. And, Actually, uh, I have to say the Yahoo weather app absolutely rocks. I downloaded it, and it is very, very cool. And it's also one of the most commonly used finance apps too. I use that all the time, Yahoo Finance. Yeah. So, I mean, people aren't going Flickr, there to search. Is it Flickr, um, is it Flickr that's Yahoo? Ah, yeah, the, yeah, it is. And, the, and Tumblr. It. Yeah, yeah, Yahoo bought Flickr out of a And Tumblr. Many years ago. Tumblr yeah, is owned so, by Yahoo, too. Okay. But I don't think they're aggregating all their purchases into that. If they do, it makes a lot more sense. Mm. But um, I'm, I'm actually wondering now. It didn't say. Wow. It just said Yahoo.com. So, I don't oh, know. Okay. Yeah, well, that's that's up for interpretation. Well, ask Yahoo also um, yes. if you do an organic search um, and ask a question, ask Yahoo off, often comes up. But what do you think of the answers? A lot of the answers are just bunk. Well, yeah. well they're just a bunch of Yahoos. Yeah. Oh. Well, they're people looking. They're Margaret just up, they're months, in they're, they're quite often just people that are trying to to develop authority and, and get links back to their site. So they're being done for SEO purposes. I was yeah. gonna say link bait for sure. I mean, yeah, yeah. That, that and they're three of, often three years old. Mm. Yeah, so a lot of it's irrelevant. So has anybody been uh, 
following all the Samsung semi-secret BS stuff that's going about the the, the, the watch thing that they want to do? Yeah, I've got that in the show notes here. Um, well, there's been a few different smart or the the smart watches that are coming out. The bendable you know. screens and stuff. I think you know the year of the bendable. Well, what do they think? The year of the the, the wearable the computing. Yeah, Wherever the risk computer. communicator is coming upon us. Yeah, but it's actually um, it's not it, the the gadget gear. They're saying it's not going to be a phone. They've they've verified that it's going to work with your phone. So you will yeah. be able to make a call if you have a phone connected to it. Will it work with your Google Glass and or, or what something yes. else? I, I only so. want Google Glass. I don't care about that other stuff. Yeah, it's really? interesting. I don't know who. No, I don't. I don't. I, I'm not sure who would yeah. want one. Um, I'd rather have Google Glass than a than a watch. I would too. I would definitely rather have Google Glass. But the uh, the watch, uh, I guess, you know, are you that is it is it that much more convenient to have something strapped on your wrist than to hold it in your hand? Yeah. Um, well, is that is that I mean, is it worth it? I like I like the big screen. So watching it and like reading a little watch, because then I have to wear my reading glasses all the time. And that's just not going to work for me. And you know, a majority of other people that are over the age of forty. So yeah, I you know I'm sure there's a market for it, but it's not going to be me. What if it's Although a whole? I, I do know a few people that are very excited about the idea of it coming out. What if it's a whole forearm strap? <laughs> like it takes up your entire forearm. Uh, Microsoft also is in that um, that arena uh, where they're you know they're talking about being able to display on anything, not just you know having to have a a watch or you know some kind of a display. Yeah, by creating so, a, like a, almost like a projector onto any flat surface. Yeah, that's interesting. Microsoft but also I, has the the table PC in the works, which will be like a full size table. Uh, Which they've had for how many years, right? Yeah, they had I mean, one. I, I remember, uh, wasn't that called a, the Surface? Year? Actually, Surface it was called the Surface. Yeah, and and people went ha 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 ha, but in fact they were way ahead of everybody else. Yeah. Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> the Has anybody is... seen that absolutely amazing Corningware, Corning Glass YouTube video that has all the really function, you know, the really cool future technology? No. Yeah. Yeah. Can you put oh, a link to that? Yeah, let me let me find it. Yeah, there was another one, uh, Day in the Life of Microsoft, <laughs> and they did this very, very cool future concept for, for Microsoft products where basically you had uh, massive, massive screens. Hey, it's look at our bandwidth. It looks like your band we've we've exceeded our bandwidth because it's it's uh, just showing pictures now and not our pictures <laughs> blown right. up. What the hell's going on here? Um yeah, there was one actually video where uh, people would go into their apartments and they were really, really sparse and not a lot of stuff going on in them. And they would turn on their VR goggles and stuff and then everything else would fill in. So <laughs> you would have all your media would go into this blank white shelf thing that wasn't there and then your whole wall became a video experience. So it, it was like a super bleak experience. But when you put your real goggles on and stuff, it became this wonderful, wonderful, cool, utopian experience. So, very bizarre. I'll try and uh, dig that one up because that, that was a nice cool. uh, video experiment. Cool. So, we'll put those in the show notes uh, when we uh, get the links. Yep. Hey, did anyone hear about this Google outage last uh, Friday? Uh, no, I, I didn't hear about it. There was a short uh, Google outage, and the internet traffic dropped forty percent <laughs> when wow. Google was out. 
Imagine if Google oh. and Netflix went out at the same time. There'd be no yeah. way. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know what it is? They were having a big presentation on Google, and somebody was in the boardroom and leaned against the switch and turned off the internet. That was what it's like. Oh, oh, sorry. Did you so, hear? Uh, Facebook also had. Oh, we got some. Uh, okay, I think Paul. Echo. I think you're creating a little bit of. Uh, let me just turn Paul off. Yeah. So, Paul, you're creating. Um, uh, feedback feedback loop because you're not wearing a headset. If you could put on a headset, that would be awesome. So um, I've, I've yeah, unmuted so, you now. Yeah, so Facebook mm. uh, had an outage, and it was brief. But I did notice that it said it was unreachable. And it happened to me a couple of three times in the last, uh, I forget when it was, day before yesterday or yesterday. Yeah. I had one briefly happen, uh, I think it was earlier today, but it was like just for like a few seconds. I'm like, what? Yeah. And then it came yeah. back. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, they just get overloaded. I mean, a lot of times it's not Facebook, it's a bunch of servers in between Facebook. Um, what I noticed, or the story I, I really jumped at, was the 40 minutes that uh, Amazon was off the air, and they said purport they lost uh, $50 million in 40 cool. minutes. So that kind of shows you how much money that company's making every single day, and that's yeah. why you can afford to buy a newspaper for fun. Uh, Amazon, uh, Amazon didn't buy that paper. He bought it out of his, uh, you know, loose pocket change. Which, yeah, that yeah was, Bezos bought it himself. I want like two hundred and fifty million dollars. Like, yeah, I'll buy the paper. What so, the so what? So, what do you think he's going to do with it? Well, that's the scuttlebutt. That's what everybody's talking about. Like, here's a guy that's super successful. He's uh, reinvented shopping, basically. You know, Amazon's been around the longest and been the most successful. Is he going to just play with it, or is he going to reinvent the newspaper and then lead the charge in the reinvigoration of authentic content that has serious journalists writing, and that's their career? I, I think it's a good move because he can he could actually make that the front page of the Kindle. When you boot the Kindle, you yep. get that's what you get. Yeah, and just yep. Uh, yep. make it like a you know really cool digital digital only. He'll probably uh, shut down the printing presses. Uh, I think, but uh, well, didn't the Globe and Mail announce that they're they're canceling home delivery to a bunch of the smaller towns and stuff because it's just not worth it for them anymore to print it out? And yeah, nobody wants yeah, it, and to pay for the yeah. distribution too. Yep, absolutely. Well, it's and then they go heavy. online, and then they put up this wall of advertisements. And that's but also, too, it's like they charge so freaking much. It's like you know, if you're going to put it online and want a paywall, you're going to need to make it you know, uh, appropriate for digital. Otherwise, people just aren't going to buy. Yeah, they don't. I don't think they understand. But these, um, I've noticed especially uh, news sites and also uh, some YouTube videos, which are now, the ads are now up to 30 seconds. There was There was one where the ad was 30 seconds to watch something for 45 seconds. Yeah, I... I wouldn't have, except that I was timing it. Yeah, well, you know what? I, I was doing the same thing, and anybody that does that to me, if, it, if it's not something I can cancel in three or four seconds, um, I will basically undo that, go back again, and send a note in YouTube. So, by the way, I will not be watching your video because you've got a minute, 30-second ad. You might want to consider um, checking out your preferences. So uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's and what it is is Google experimenting to see what they can get away with, and and the the more people that turn off or don't go to those videos, and and the the person that 
creates the content realizes that I'm getting a 50 to 80 percent drop off in people watching my videos, they say, "Well, I don't want to monetize. I'll just put it up because YouTube's a free service. I don't really make any money on it. YouTube's making the the lion share of the money, anyways." Hey, I and think I made 15 so, cents last year. Yeah. So really, the 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 thing is, is if they put ads in there that drop you from you know 250,000 views to 20,000 views, then you know, Josh, like guy like Josh Rimmer, who said, "Okay, forget it. I'm not interested. I can monetize it other ways." Yeah. So Google loses. So they'll go back to the advertisers and say, "Look, we tried it the way you forced us to 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 experiment with, and it didn't work. And we're seeing an 80% drop off in viewers. So guess what? We don't care. We're making billions of dollars. You're the guy that's coming. That you're the guys that are begging <clears throat> for us to do this crap." Hey, well, so I, hey, know, Bob. Sorry to interrupt. Sure. Uh, is um is the email address of the person good enough to invite them, or or can we still invite people in? Uh, not with an email address because I have to be able. I could I could do some search uh, with if it's a Gmail address. Yeah, it's a Gmail. I can try I can try looking them up through Gmail, but really, if they put some effort in and went to click on Google Plus and copied and pasted that to us in an email, it would make our life a lot easier. Yeah, you know, if they can't figure that out. Just can't help them, man. It's not that difficult. So to probably just James, anyways. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it's some new people actually. Ah, uh, well, you know. You, oh, because I put well, no, I I said to watch us on exactly. Facebook. Exactly. Hello, everybody. So I, yeah. So I was listening to actually a Google Hangout, which would have been a webinar, but is now a Google Hangout, and they were talking about Vine six seconds. Uh, versus Instagram at mm. 15 seconds. And actually, at that point, uh, they were discussing whether or not 15 seconds was too long. And I thought, that's really interesting, and that's actually what, what got me started. Every time I watch uh, these um, the sites, Forbes is one that has, I think it's about three or four seconds, and then you know, you're there with the mouse trying to skip the ad. Yep. And the YouTube videos, and 15 seconds is is, my, is as long as I tolerate. And you know what? After the first two seconds, I'm not even paying attention. My mind goes into blank, which is good and easy for me. And as soon as it's done, and the other thing is at that point, my pain tolerance is right at razor sharp. And if you don't get me in the first two seconds, I just blow you away. Well, yeah. it's like it's like way to make me already annoyed before That's I right. watch your video. Yep. It's like hmm, well, you're really you're really fighting a losing battle to keep my viewership. Then it better be a damn cute kitten. Yeah. Well, you know that the, the problem is is that the advertisers aren't redesigning or recontenting for the medium. They're just saying, oh well, we'll just put on what we put on TV. They're just being lazy, so and so isn't being cheap, and because of that, they're they're losing. Really, what you want to be doing is going in and saying, "Hey, we've got seven seconds, we've got three seconds, we've got two seconds to catch people's attention. What can we do to do that?" And then create ads specific to the medium, and that is why they're being lazy, and that's why they don't deserve it. Yeah, because I think in six seconds, see, in order to get me, if you did something in six seconds that impressed me, I would go to your site or I would go somewhere and. And then you've got a whole lot more than six seconds or 15 seconds because I went there. You still have to be engaging, but 
that would be better than just really annoying me for 15 seconds. Oh, no kidding. I was just tuning them out, but yeah, it's, it's amazing how quickly you can annoy me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and truly, I, I follow shiny objects. Uh, hey, you know, what, you know what the, have, you know what the solution is? I have to have is. something um, at the top of my screen to tell, to tell me what my next project is so I don't go down that rabbit hole. Mm. And these people are annoying me, so... The solution is that uh, while you're on your desktop computer uh, or your laptop waiting for the ad to play, you're just loading something else on your, on your smartphone. Yep. Hey, just yes. let you know that uh, I did get that link for Ray... Uh, Levesque, and I uh, sent him a message, so hopefully Ray will be joining us shortly. Oh. Cool. All right, so um, let's move on quickly and quietly. Okay, so... Um, quietly? Here's, okay. here's one that's interesting. The UK, the UK is trying to ban small phones. I thought they were also banning all sorts of crap. Yeah. Really? I yeah. didn't see that. Why? Because... Um, Prisoners are smuggling them in by putting them up their uh, you-know-what. Ah, oh, yes, 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 yes. Ew. Hey, well, you're having Probably phones. Probably a bag or something, but... Well, the thing is that, that having phones... And, oh, hey, Ian's brought join us. Hey, Ian, thank you for asking me to join. I saw that on my phone, so yes, you were there. Yay, Ian! Ah, Ian, can we hear you? Can you hear us? Look, he's got, he's, Ian, uh, you've got to have to put some headset on. He's stretching a little bit. Yeah. All right. Ian, he's, he's burnt out. He's got a crazy, crazy new job. Ian, headset, headset. So, um, anyways, uh, what was that we were just chatting about? About the, the, the cell phones being banned in prisons. That's being on... Uh, no, no, no. They uh, want to ban them. TV shows all the they time. They want to ban them in, across the UK. What phones? <laughs> Small phones that can fit. Uh, oh, so you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, you want asshole phones. You know, no more asshole phones. Because uh, part of the, part of the reason is when when the when the note initially came out, it caused you know massive uh, cardiac arrest in the prison population. <laughs> and they've got the defibrillators ready for the for the Samsung Mega now. Yeah, oh my God, yeah. Oh, this sucker. The 12-inch phone. Yeah. Oh, crazy. I don't know, Andrew. You come up with the weirdest stuff. I, I, I must admit, it, 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 it perpetually blows my mind. Feedly. Feedly.com. It's a great place. Yeah. Wow. Feedly Weedly. My Feedly doesn't do that. <laughs> wow, you got to train it. It's boring stuff. Yeah, my, my Feedly's not looking at stuff like that either. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> but I do have, uh, you know, are these seven-inch tablets, which, you know, most people that don't carry, even that don't carry a purse, can put in a pocket, you know, in a jacket pocket. I'm, I'm wondering if now you need a smartphone screen, mm -hmm. especially something like the, the Note. What you may need is cell phones might go back may go back to being a phone and and maybe a device that connects your seven inch laptop to the internet. Well, well you see these watch concepts this morning today. Well that's the, yeah. I was about to say the same thing. It's like the watch becomes the phone interface. You talk into your watch and you just have something in your pocket, your back pocket or in your bag that interfaces with it and you don't even have a screen. Yeah I want a shoe phone. An interesting <laughs> an interesting note about Blackberry. Uh, yeah. 
it was in um, in the news today that 50,000 of their 122,000 apps were developed by one developer. I watched that. I read that. No, it's some. uh, It's some. uh, Fifty thousand apps. It's almost. It's almost half their apps. It is. um, It is kind of sad because actually the new BlackBerry tens are pretty cool devices, especially for enterprise use. I mean, it's it's, they. uh, They missed the boat. They had the edge years ago. They lost it. They rested in their laurels and they're gone. Come on, guys. Oh Actually, well, uh, Microsoft, you, uh, the Windows Windows Phone platform is the fastest growing platform. But it's easy but to be fastest growing when you're when you've only got three percent well, of the market. Well, the thing is, that BlackBerry is not just the phones. It's got some very very interesting companies that has bought up over the years, and there's there's some very cool stuff. It's got some proprietary well, they, stuff. They, and, and they have satellites. some really they have some really powerful patents. Yeah, they do. They do. That are being used by the U.S. military. So, you know. Uh, See, uh, what I want to know is I want to know how much money they're actually making from QNX Operating Systems Limited with the CAR 2.0. and Yeah, uh, that's that's outrageous. Basically, what I was talking about is a chip set which is proprietary to them that's in every single car or is is in most cars. 60% of cars on the road today. 60% of cars. But it's also in uh, the military of the drones. Who knows? I'm sure they're talking with people, man. The whole thing with HubSpot and come out that they're geared. It's kind of like Wix.com. They're geared for businesses that have very, very low marketing budgets, and they're just trying to get the word out. They're just trying to yeah. mimic what companies that have a real budget do. The problem is, is that you're just mimicking. You're not actually. There's no marketing strategy behind that unless you're really, really good at it. But if you're really, really good at it, you you know you can't afford to pay for it. Well, it's because it's cheap, and they think they're going to get some revenue on it. Or the sales guys say, "Look, it only costs five bucks a week or fifty bucks a week. It's cheaper than doing this or that traditional advertising." It's it it goes all the way back to what I've said twice in the show. Is if you don't know what you're doing, social media is evolving all the time. You need to be talking to people like us, Bonnie, and people like Margaret. Hey, you know, Bonnie, she really knows how to to uh, stroke her community. What can I say? <laughs> well, no. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's why we have these know. haircuts, Bonnie. I know, but if I didn't believe it, I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> hey, I, I, I gotta love the rebrand. Hey, man, it's like Bonnie. You say we, you and I know the cool stuff's coming up in Women Talking Tech, but we won't tell yet. Oh, hang on, that that was a shameless plug. Speaking of uh, speaking of women talking, women talking tech, uh, I saw a pretty cool post on Women Talking Tech about embedded Facebook posts. Oh yeah, Yeah. Uh, what's you know that we were talking about earlier, Bonnie? Give us the lowdown. Okay, so a couple of last bunker, we talked about. I talked about embedding Twitter um, in WordPress posts. So I'm always looking for ways to publish content that doesn't require me to uh, write 350 words or for people to read 350 words because, let's face it, they have, uh, and I have the attention span of a gnat. So if you give me 350 words, I go, maybe I read the first pair, the first, the bullet points, and the call to action. So I'm always looking for something more interesting. Right. So I just discovered, uh, just by just going around, looking, pointing, clicking, that you can embed posts, uh, Twitter posts. And the way you do that is go to twitter.com, go to more, highlight a post, go to more, Embed, take that code and paste it into WordPress, and it is that easy. Newly to uh, the local area designer, and uh, yes, 
right, so uh, you can't yeah, tell we, us anything? Come on. No, no, spill yes, I can. No, we, you, you, thought, you thought Wix was easy to use. You thought Wix had things. This the, the, Wix has nothing on this. Basically, you're going to be able to, as we call it, iTech yourself, I-T-E-Q. <laughs> It is the yeah. You thought you think you can't do these things on the web. You can. Way cheaper than uh, you'd ever believe. Full e-commerce abilities for seventy-nine bucks a year for hosting. Wow. An editor that's completely mobile friendly and responsive. And yeah, well, we don't say that in public, but yeah, it's basically. I mean, it's it's loser friendly. I mean, user friendly. Loser friendly. <laughs> Incredible. So yes, it's yeah, it's like yeah, Facebook store in two clicks. Social media yeah. friendly. This is gonna be coming up. We're gonna be launching this soon. Okay. And he was and he, he the, this is gonna make a huge difference in the local marketplace. And the developer some, was uh was at the last bunker project, although he didn't speak. The developer was at the last bunker project. He will be at the next bunker project, so he'll be speaking more then. Yes, he will, whether he knows so it, it or not. So it sounds to me, Margaret, that you've been drinking the Kool-Aid, so what? I, I have I've seen With the that, back end. <laughs> no, well, if you've seen a good back end, I mean, you, you're I've seen, unstoppable. I've seen a good back end, and, and again, having experience with the Wix back end, I'm like, oh, my God, this is really cool. I, yeah, I'm going to be moving my sites over because this is, is way better. Uh, I, you know, Wix is great. It has this it, awesome functionality, but it is limited. In so yeah. many ways, especially especially with their mobile, where this is, you can still have the option of, of seeing the real site if you don't want to view the mobile site. So right. it's way more functionality uh, from from a designer point of view. It's like who the fuck wants to spend all that time doing fucking code when you can just actually design a quality site? Exactly. That's what yeah. it's about. It's like you know you don't need to reinvent the wheel every freaking time. So why not use no. a system where you can just focus on design, save all that time, and and for ultimately for developers make more money, uh, and also to yeah going to be able to right. white label as a developer. So my my only question is is um, if you're a if you have no idea what design is and you, you have really uh, no idea about it. There's going to be a lot of templates. There is going to be a lot okay. of templates, and also too, there is a designer, of course, available. Mm. Okay, cool. So yeah. you know, it's like if you want to, if you want to, if you want to, you know, muck it up yourself, you can. If you want to go, okay, I've tried this. I'm really confused now. Now I need an actual designer. Yes, there yeah. are those people as well. So you know, it's like you don't have well, to. Well, basically, you, you do it you, yourself. It sounds to me that it, the, the the interface is really simple, and and people that don't know what they're doing are going to get to the point where it's like, you know what? I don't know how to design. I've made a complete dog's breakfast of my brand. Uh, I better get this off the net, or I better get somebody to design it so I don't destroy my brand over the next three weeks before I spend a bunch of money uh, pushing people to it. And and this is the fundamental problem with with uh, things yeah, like Wix, and 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 and, si and say, oh, you can do it yourself. You can't. You, you, you're not a professional aesthetic person. You know, it, just because you have a $10,000 Nikon camera doesn't mean you're going to have award-winning pictures. An award-winning photojournalist can take an amazing picture with a you know, $50 camera or with a, with, with a phone because he understands aesthetics and all those type of things because that is what they do. 
And I think that's one of the, the fundamental problems with a lot of things on the internet right now is people say, oh, I can do it myself. I'm going to save myself 1500 bucks. Aren't I clever? But, all I do but is with, a, their brand. with a, with a half-decent template, you can actually uh, come up with something pretty half-decent. And yeah, I, well, know yeah. from experience, I know from experience uh, with yeah, companies... You know, these are going to be high-quality templates. So if you, know, if you fit within the mold of the templates, you're not going to have to do a lot of major editing to make it really work. And, you know, it's like... Well, it, no, no, you're just going to have to be able Choose good pictures, crop good pictures, do good Photoshop on the yep. pictures, and then write good content and understand how well, that's uh, what content it comes down marketing to. works and blah, 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 another 50 things that nobody that's, knows how to that's, do. That's what it comes that's down to. That's the problem. Well, it's like maybe, okay, maybe. having these things are great. They're great tools. I get that, and they're cost-effective tools. But if you don't bring in professionals to do a good job, you're just wasting your time and you're wasting your money. Actually, Bob, it just kind of qualifies under the under the rule of if you give them enough rope, they'll hang themselves and they'll follow you in. <laughs> okay, I now know. the I I just I, I want to jump into this because I absolutely agree with you, and I think it's with these DIY, and I I consider. Word perfect. Uh, word WordPress. Yeah. WordPress. WordPress to is be, way too to complex for most people because you have to code to do it. No, you don't. No, you don't. You just well, give the templates. To really get into really interesting website of WordPress. You don't have to code at all with WordPress. You don't have to yeah. know a shred of code. The, the newer themes actually all you do is fill <laughs> yeah, in the blank. But yeah. but any kind of DIY which includes WordPress, you do still need. A designer, but that doesn't mean you have to spend thousands of dollars. You you, uh, you can get a designer do the minimum amount for as little as hundred and fifty dollars. Now this is minimum, minimum, minimum. But it gets you a good header. You understand a little bit about colors and fonts, and that's and uh, they'll usually brand something to put onto your Twitter and your Facebook account. Yeah. And and that, but I absolutely agree that that's required unless you have, unless you have some talent. Nowadays, you can also get um, two or three pillar articles which explain what your site is about uh, for about twenty to twenty-five dollars each. So truly, for $250, you can get the basis, and I mean bare bones, but at least it isn't embarrassing. Yeah. Then you can use a DIY utility to put it up. So I, I'm all for DIY. I'm, uh, I, truly, I, I am. The way I, the way I see it is, and I've seen some websites <laughs> and companies that I've worked for that have looked horrible, and I've seen some that have looked you know, pretty half decent, but the bottom line is, uh, they're just online brochures. They don't yep. have dynamic content, uh, right. and that's what's going to bring you customers by putting yep. up dynamic content, by putting up questions that, that your customers are asking you. Uh, yep. That's the best thing you can do is 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 yep. take the questions that your customers are asking you when they come into the sales floor and put those up as blog posts on your on your blog, and people are going to Google those exact same questions. So you could spend. You've got to give them a reason to convert. You've you could spend a hundred thousand dollars on if the fanciest design possible and have no good content on there that bring that True. captures any leads and you're wasting your money. And at the same time, uh, you could uh, spend a lot of money on content that doesn't bring you the right people. So it's it's all about what Bob was saying before uh, is having a content strategy. There's actually yeah. a free service that uh, one of my friends offers, and it's kind of a cool little website. I'm going to put it. 
I'm going to just send it over to you guys because it's really cool. But it's all just kind of about basically saying, okay, you want to build a website, you want to increase your website. Basically, it's kind of like, so what the hell are you trying to accomplish? It's like, so what's it about? And, and it's all those hard questions because it goes so often. It's like, I'm sure we've all heard it. It's like, yeah, I want a website. I want to promote this. It's like, so what's your business? Yeah, I don't know. No, I, I want to do. I want to do this. Like I, you know, it's like I had someone say. So I want to do this, and they sent me this three sentence thing. And it's like I don't have a freaking clue what you're trying to do, who your target market is, what any of it is about. It's like really. It's like and and then a, a, a buddy, a Bertie Glemis on 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 Google oh, Plus. Man. He's like, he's like, no, but this is actually this is actually a pretty cool little service. He's like, and it's actually effective. It's like. I'm thinking of sending this to the guy going, okay, you answer all those questions and maybe then you'll have a clue what your business is so then you can actually tell it to your web designer to say, this is what I want to do. Because until then, nobody knows. You don't have a business. You just have an idea in your head that's only half-assed formed. But it's like if you don't have it, if you can't explain it in three sentences, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, well, it's sure. the cause. They don't understand that market no longer exists. And that's the whole thing. And Hey, I'm going to say it four times in one show. It doesn't matter. The whole industry is moving so much and so fast that 90% of the stuff you see is, oh, oh, oh do this, is going to make a difference. It's not because it's five years old or five months old or five weeks old. It's yeah. out of date. You know, it sounds to me like yeah. Andrew's trying to shut down the show. We have been going at it. Crazy information. Um, if you tune into the show, you have hit on an awesome show. Um, great content. Even though we ha don't have a lot of black beer flowing in the show, it doesn't matter because, let's face it, we're just a bunch of crazy internet freaks. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for turning up. Thank you very much for that uh, that lead on that news thing. I'm very excited about the new show. By the way, that's going to be the 50th show, so I don't know if he's going to get an in, uh, a word in edgewise around that. Scarlet, let's drink some more booze and not talk about shit.